Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for BioIT World Conference and Expo 2014, running this April 29th through May 1st in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Ann Wynn, Associate Producer. Today, we have our featured speaker from the shared session on systems pharmacology and cancer informatics, Dr. Avi Ma'ayen, Associate Professor of Pharmacology and Systems Therapeutics at Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Avi, thanks so much for agreeing to this interview. Oh, thank you for having me. So what is your definition of systems pharmacology? So systems pharmacology, in my view, is systems biology, but with drugs. So systems biology is all about large-scale genome-wide experiments that can profile the effects of drugs on cells, tissues, and all organisms. So with systems pharmacology, there are also other parts that sort of like make it what it is, uh, which is a new field that is now emerging and there is an acceleration of publications and interest in this field. And the idea is that we can now start to connect molecular networks in cells to phenotypes, uh, cellular phenotypes, as well as organ and organismal phenotypes. And the last part of uh, systems pharmacology or systems biology with drugs is computational biology, our ability to build networks from various sources and to come up with novel drug repositioning strategies, drug combination strategies, identify the functions of novel drugs and just find new drugs, as well as identify drug targets and also building predictive models, for example, to predict side effects for newly developed drugs before they're marketed. What do you think are the most exciting data sets out there that can be used for accelerating drug discovery and personalized medicine? So there are a lot of new upcoming relevant data sets that can be processed and combined to extract knowledge in computational systems pharmacology. Uh, one of the data sets that I'm most excited about is data sets from the LINCS NIH Common Fund project, uh, where members of the Broad Institute, it's uh, Todd Golub, Arvind Subramanian, and Justin Lamb in their group, which is called the Connectivity Map Group. Um, they have developed this new technology where you can very cheaply perform microarrays. So it's called the L1000 technology, where they measure 1,000 genes, and then they infer the rest of the transcriptome. And they already performed over 1 million of those experiments. And uh, those experiments were mostly applied to cancer cell lines using thousands of different small molecules in different concentrations and time points, as well as knockdown of genes and that followed by expression. So now you can take that data and you can start building networks of drugs based on their human cell responses with uh, gene expression data. And this allows you to build also the pathways that the drugs are affecting. And it opens up a new opportunity to build a predictive model for drugs using another dimension gene expression and identify the targets, uh, guess side effects for new drugs, and perform all those computational analysis using different dimension. Another important and exciting data set is there were several studies now that profiled many drugs 
effect on cancer cell lines to see which drugs are more specific to inhibit the proliferation of different cell lines. So there is a project called CCLE, Cancer Cell Line Encyclopedia. There is a very similar project that was a collaboration between Sanger Institute and MGH that did very similar, and there are two other publications that did that. And there is also a project called CD2 Square that tries to see various types of effects of many drugs, microRNAs, RNAi libraries on cellular phenotype, on cell proliferation of cancer cell lines. And together with like phenotype data, such as the mouse phenotype ontology developed by the MGI or the FDA adverse event reporting system, you can now try to combine all those data sets and try to identify potentially personalized therapeutics or drugs that would work best for specific patients when you have a gene expression and genomics data from individual patients. There are many other resources, but these are some of the most exciting ones that I'm going to be discussed in my lecture. And uh, what methods can be used to extract knowledge from all this kind of data? So there are uh, obviously what we call networks and can make uh, networks for connecting drugs, genes, based on different properties of, like, let's say, drugs. You can connect drugs based on their structure, their side effects, the gene expression signatures, or the cell viability profile. You can also, when you create networks of genes, you can connect genes based on their co-expression, their protein interactions, their similar phenotypes when they are knocked down, and also the gene expression they induce when they downregulated by SHRNA, for example, and other types of uh, functional association networks. One type of networks that uh, fits very well with all those data sets is this concept of bipartite graphs. So you have two types of nodes, and then you can make, for example, the drugs and their targets can form a bipartite graph or drugs and side effects or kinases and their substrates. So those are graphs that initially they find relationship between two types of entities, but then you can start, you know, bringing them together to build tripartite graphs and make all kind of inference based on these combinations of those bipartite graphs. Another important data structure that is used for this data integration and learning is this concept of gene set libraries, or now we also came up with this idea of drug set libraries. So here you have some type of a label, for example, name of a pathway or a side effect, and then you list all the drugs or the genes that are associated with those different pathways or drugs or other functional, it could be a transcription factors and all of its targets. And then once you have those gene lists or those drug lists, you can query those when you have new experiments, when you identify, for example, differentially expressed genes for a drug or a some other perturbation of cells, you can try to identify the functions of the changes that this particular perturbation induces. What are the most promising areas of research where systems pharmacology can make a big impact in the near future? And what's your vision of biomedicine in the long-term future? So almost all the data that I mentioned is collected from human cancer cell lines, as well as primary tumors. So cancer will be definitely one of the first pillars that would be able to be solved. The main 
problem with cancer is the recurrence. So the right drugs may exist, but the patient develops uh, new and more aggressive uh, forms of the disease after uh, recurrent remissions. So another area where I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs is the research about aging. There is accumulated evidence that the aging process can be manipulated and potentially attenuated and even reversed. So systems pharmacology of all this data that I mentioned can be used to discover potential small molecules that can slow down or even reverse the aging process, and that will affect treatment for many complex diseases. Thank you, Avi, for spending some time with us today and sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. That was Avi Ma'ayen of Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. He'll be giving his featured presentation during the shared session for Systems Pharmacology and Cancer Informatics, tracks numbers 6 and 12, at the upcoming BioIT World Conference and Expo, taking place April 29th through May 1st, 2014 in Boston. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.bio-itworldexpo.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Ann Wynn from Cambridge Health Tech Institute, wrapping up another podcast. Thank you for listening.